Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, the final hour is here on this Tuesday edition. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow across the Outkick Network. Glad you're with us. If you're joining us on this great radio station, we say thank you across the network there. Or on YouTube, you can stream the show live or on demand. But if you're joining us live, we say join us in the chat. Chad's there. Chat has been good today. Been very good. Busy? Busy. Voting on the, the poll question about Chad and his daughter and whether or not after 30 minutes early, you removed her from the swim class based on... Uh, Five-day class, one hour each day, completed the hour on Monday, miserable the entire time, got through 30 minutes a day after warning my three-year-old the whole time if she didn't at least try to do the things, okay. we were going to leave, and I delivered on that threat, and we left at about the 34-minute mark of the class. Um, you should go back. That's that's the vote. Yes or no? Chad the should vote, take her the back. The vote is that I should go back. I, I am still very reluctant to do so. I I remember like three, I should video this four years this old. experience for everyone to understand what I'm talking about. What what I'm discussing with all this. I I don't remember much like pre four years old, right? Uh, maybe five. I don't have vivid memories of much based on it's mainly just stories. But I do remember uh, swim class. And not wanting to join everyone in the deep end based on whatever fear was going on in my mind at the time. And I was forced in. I was thrown in. And I was better off for it. Now, that's not happening now. But, there are but classes that will do that. Though. I do relate to the fear, but also relate to why people vote yes, because you don't want to prolong this another year. Don't wait until next summer. Like, Just go ahead and take her back tomorrow. I don't. Here's the issue, though, that it's I'm running up against. I, I agree with you. Like it's it's not. I don't want to wait a whole other year. I don't think bringing her back is going to make her any better. I I just I know my daughter, and she's not going to magically start doing everything tomorrow. If she didn't do it after I yelled at her and shamed well, her, and she had to walk in the door and go cry to her it, mom the way she did, and okay. I felt terrible for it, and she had to draw me a picture. Saying oh, no. she was sorry because she said I didn't say I forgive you when she told me she was sorry in the car. And then watching her get hyped up about day number two and talk about all the things she's going to do and the rubber ducky she's going to win and everything that's going to happen. Mm. And watching her fall apart the moment I said, I'm going to hold you like this in the water and, and let back. you, and let you float. And she would not do it or let go of the side or even talk to the instructor. I don't well, think day three is going to be any different. Uh, let me ask this question this way. Is it more about her learning to swim or overcoming a fear? Oh, it's, it's because for me it was just a fear. It's not... twofold. It is her learning to overcome a fear while also doing something she doesn't want to do. Because she's, she's very afraid good of it, about I will throw a fit if I really don't want to do something. Mm. But is so it because she's also afraid just or just because do she doesn't it's, want to do she's it. She's afraid, but I think also she just doesn't want to try because she wants to be in the comfort spot of walking on the steps, being in the water there, playing in the water, 
and having the edge right there to grab a hold of. Okay. The entire time. Give it one more day. It's also a 35 minute drive. If it, uh, well, let me be honest. Let me well. be let me let me be completely honest and transparent right now. It's a 35 minute drive. It's not that a fun drive. That changed my answer. <laughs> 35 minute drive, not a fun drive. What time? It's a 9 a.m. class. Yeah, brutal. Uh, no, sorry, 10 a.m. class. So not. All, I mean, the time wise, I'm I've been up for hours at that point. It's not a big deal. It's just. What am I doing? I can take her to my neighborhood pool and she can stand on the steps and she can just get used to the water with me and her. So am I going to do it? Am I going to do it to go all through Friday where on Friday parents and grandparents can come watch and then I watch my daughter not pass the class because she's not going to pass it because they mark down everything you do and she's done one thing all week? So then it's like, hey, you didn't pass level one. Congrats. Yeah, but you forced her back and she didn't want to do it. Again, like it's... But I forced her to do what? Go and do exactly what you do in our neighborhood pool? Congrats. <laughs> I, I, hey, uh, Have Lucy, you paid the same amount regardless? Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. it's like 70 bucks. Yeah. I, it, I'm out to 70 bucks either way. But um, I, hey, uh, I, hey, I won. You got to do exactly what you wanted all week. And I drove you out here an hour and 15 minutes round trip every single morning to do it. Good job. I really feel like I won in this, this whole deal. I think you'll win if you force her back and she overcomes the fear. She won't overcome it. And she starts, you know, swimming, she's not going to do it. Swimming laps. She the is pool the type that she will do it when she decides she is going to try, and that decision is not forthcoming. Take Evie there tomorrow with her. Maybe Evie will. Uh, if they'll allow Evie will it, get it done. If they'll the allow it, sister. maybe we'll go. Uh, let's see. Kurt Schilling's coming up in about fifteen minutes. Uh, looking forward to that. There's a lot to discuss. Uh, Rob Manfred and. Uh, a number of things, uh, reports, and, and great play. Plus what we saw in the, the College World Series, um, skeins. Yep. I want to know, like, from Kurt's perspective, what this guy's all about. The numbers were insane at the College World Series. Now, insane he all, is, all season, insane. I saw that he is noted as the best prospect since Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. Well, I mean, in terms of just pure I, pitching prospect, watching from Major him Baseball. pitch, I don't know. Like uh, recent, in recent memory, the hype around this guy is different because unlike the other two, I mean, how much did we watch those guys in college, or just prospect wise? How much did we know versus what we've seen? With him, we've watched quite a bit compared to the other two. At least I have, um, and that's just solely based on the College World Series and the Super Regionals that were going on. Yeah, and he didn't even pitch in the World Series. Well, and how about LSU now? Women's basketball title, baseball title, football in 2019. They did not have a good basketball season. I mean, no. if you if you look at that, like if you're just looking They're at every sport, for Will Wade. yeah. But other than that, Brian Kelly, rough start, but successful first season. I think everyone would say, especially beating Alabama, the way they did. They're going to be good. It's a good place to be right now, other than the NCAA removing 37 of uh, Les Miles' wins. That uh, basically all it does is eliminates him from College Football Hall of Fame consideration. But um, who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. Rem- I mean, 30, how many 37 wins? 37. Yeah. That's quite the penalty. They played well, those games. They won those games. It's a penalty. Our to, stance is that those games happen. It's like Louisville. Here's what bothers me about a it, though. It, from it's, the Raptors. It, it affects less miles. And yeah. I do think it's very convenient 
that Les Miles did some things on his way out or while he was at LSU that forced some lawsuits. Yeah, you're right. You know, some uh, alleged impropriety with right. some staffers. Right. And suddenly, you know, yeah, well, we take this stuff seriously at LSU. Will Wade on, on mic, on tape, saying strong-ass offer with a guy currently on the roster that we let play and win a bunch of games. We don't concern ourselves with that. But Les Miles, who's uh, shamed now after he left, will cost that guy College Football Hall of Fame candidacy because it put him below the threshold to be considered. For for consideration. With the 37 vacated wins that they've put on him. So I... So that's more than just vacating wins. It's, It's taking him out of what would be an honor... Uh, but what I'm who, saying who is no one be. should feel bad for LSU. I don't think many are, but absolutely well, no, no, no one should feel bad for LSU. But I don't, I don't feel bad for LSU based on the way they handle things, but a lot has changed since then, since 2017. If we're not, I'm just not, I'm not even saying less miles just with Will Wade. Like I don't, there's a lot of staff members and athletic department names that are no longer there that have changed over. You know, national championship winning coaches in football have been fired since then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I don't, I just don't understand why the NCAA, and this is not just LSU. They can point to this FBI federal investigation all they want to. They can be as fast and as swift as they want to be. And they can drag their feet and, you know, have billable hours as much as they want to. I, I, I don't, and, and they pick and choose when they want to do that. If they need to speed a process up because there's some type of controversy on whether or not a player should be eligible for an SEC program instead of a Pac-12 program, well, all of a sudden, miraculously, that decision's made before kickoff. Yep. The same offseason. And in this case, you know, the, 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 the players that are currently on the LSU uh, recruiting roster, the incoming fresh. What are they, sophomores in high school when this is going down? At yeah, best, I, I freshmen think, in high school? I don't think that future teams should be punished. I think the coaches should be punished. But but they're, they're, they do have certain restrictions based on recruiting and space, right? Roster space yeah. for scholarship. Now, that's not necessarily affecting the kid. It, it's affecting the player for a better player that could come in and help them win for a team that you know player A would be a part of. I, I, I view it that way, too. It's just, it's... Will Wade should have been fired. Yes. Every other school in America has handled strong allegations like this when they know that it happened, and we all heard what happened and know exactly what happened with Will Wade, and LSU defended him by employing him. Showed up in Nashville and said, we we back him. And and by the way, the the NCAA is so stupid and imbalanced in their legislation that it may actually benefit them for being that dumb and breaking the rules and doing that. Maybe. What's going on at Tennessee? They have not accepted Tennessee self-imposed punishment. So we still don't know what the NCAA is going to do. What did Tennessee do? They fired everyone. Everyone who had any part in it, they were immediately fired. Well, and they turned everything over to the NCAA. And that wasn't enough for the NCAA, even after Tennessee came back with more self-imposed penalties. So we'll see what the smart approach is. But again, no one should feel sorry for LSU. Or Will Wade. But Will Wade you know, had the, the show cause or whatever, and then ends up at McNeese State. They self-imposed, what, a three-game or five-game five game suspension, I believe, to start this season. And they added 10 more. Uh, did they add 10 or add five to make it 10? 
Either way, it's five or ten more. I feel games. like it's a fifteen game all told. All so in he's suspension. back by the time conference play rolls around, which is why you hired Will Wade to begin with at Mississippi State. Well, you also you hired know? him for not just this year, but well, not just this year, but I'm back. saying like yeah. You, yeah, to to build a a conference winner and the games that matter and the games he's been recruiting for, he's going to coach in. Now he's well, he hasn't paid a steep price, but he did pay a price because we're just now seeing him back in. But still. Like the the players and the the coaches and the administrators that were involved, it's hard to point to anything right now at the university that had a connection to that, other than the name on the the uniform. It sucks. Yep. Do so. What has not sucked is the hype around the College World Series and everything in Omaha. An interesting discussion is being had about is it a a sport that's on truly on the rise. Or is this more or less the best star power we've seen on the national scale in Omaha involved in Wake Forest and LSU, who uh, they were the only two teams that reached number one in the country this year. And you also had, what, Florida, who was a national championship contender. You had a lot of different faces to go along with whoever we're going to see in Major League Baseball five years from now, four or five years from now. I think it had something to do with that, but I also think that more people tuned in based on it was. And I've, I I didn't hear anything about pace of play. I just heard good good ball was played. You know, like uh, it was entertaining. You had home runs. You had a dominant pitcher. You had an eleven inning game where LSU wouldn't have been in the situation they were last night to to win the College World Series if they don't beat weight twice and they beat them in the 11th on a homer, like all of that plays a factor, but they, they also beat wake with a homer at like, was it 11 o'clock local midnight Eastern, yeah. you know, I don't know how many people watched it, but there is more of a buzz around the product. I think that's great. I do think it has a lot to do with the, the guys who are going to go number one and number two overall in the major league baseball draft that has now been pushed back to July. It's no longer the first of June. You've got Cruz and and, uh, and Skeens. Dylan Cruz, really yeah. good. Yeah, who are going to go number one and number two, and they play on the same team. So, Which way do you lean on it? Well, look, I, I looked this up because I was just interested, not necessarily in these games. First off, the draw to me in watching these games was the LSU fans. That was fun. Like They took yeah. over Omaha in every way, and the atmosphere, and when that game was a rout last night, that's the only it, fun was watching how from the fourth inning on, oh. it was a party. I mean, it was a, a crawfish boil. Yeah. The, that's why Omaha every the bowl the game, they, they negotiate and they fight for LSU to be the SEC representative for their bowl game. If it's not the New Year's Day bowl, it's someone else that's you know, willing to, to fist fight someone over it. Um, yeah, the, the games itself weren't great in the, in the actual World Series matchup between Florida. Everything leading up to it, though, was compelling. So the three-game series between Florida and LSU, viewership-wise. Okay. Averaged, uh, sorry, game three had 3.586 million people alone. Last year's championship series, forgive me, I don't even know who played in it only got up to 1.9 million people. So almost double that. Watch this year's championship game. And there were boat races. But the women's Final Four in college basketball this year, 
It was an 87% increase in the previous year. They averaged 6.5 million people Mm. over the three games of the women's Final Four. So many more people watched LSU women's basketball win a national championship. Caitlin Clark was a big part of that in that national championship game. Then watch the men's College World Series championship series. Chad, over the last uh, several days, I've been in uh, Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Dollywood, and the Smoky Mountains. It still amazes me how gullible people are with these. Uh, you know, you pay so much to get into a theme park, right? Yeah, it's not and, cheap. Uh, the the best deal, by the way, is the fast pass. It's like double the amount for your ticket, but you're going to ride five times the amount of coasters. But I saw more like parents hand off cash and teenagers spend a ton of cash on these carnival games that, I mean, have we not learned that the, the county fair is, it's not set up for you to win. And what you do win is worth about 97 cents for the 10 bucks you paid to try to hit a three on 11 foot goal. Carnies will get you every time, Hutton. Yeah. Carnies win insanity, every single man. time. Kurt Schilling won a lot. He's next with us. We're talking Major League Baseball and more. Hot Mike with Hunter Withrow rolls on across the Outkick Network. One of our uh, favorite discussions whenever we have the opportunity. It's happening right now. Kurt Schilling joins us talking baseball. All things on the diamond. Kurt, good to see you, man. Uh, host of the Kurt Schilling Baseball Show. What's up, available, guys? Available today and Friday uh, each and Always every Always look forward to this, guys. Always look oh, forward to it. Same here. Happy. Did you watch much of the College World Series? Uh, specifically, Chad and I brought you up early in the show. We wanted to get your take on on Skeens, the, the, the ace for LSU, <laughs> and uh, if the hype is warranted based on your trained eye. Um, well, yes. Okay. Uh, Yes and no, and I say that for this reason. There was a, a tweet that went out about Skeens taking the ball on three days rest on 120 pitches, and I answered the question, but but I answered it. I wasn't sure if they wanted to give him the ball and he didn't want it, which I don't think was the case, or they wanted to give him the ball and they were contemplating doing it. My response was, Three days rest, 120 pitches. He's 20 years old. Take the effing ball. Yeah. Like, you know, but, but again, I, I don't believe he refused to take the ball. I just don't think they gave it to him, but, but I'm kicking down the door in my coach's office for the ball in that game. But also don't go to sleep on herd, obviously, because he turned out that he turned in a monumental performance. Um, you know, especially in a game like that, when you give up runs early, uh, if you don't immediately settle, uh, it gets away from you. It didn't get away from them. LSU's offense decided that they were just going to end things. Um, and, and in addition to drinking close to 50,000 shots, uh, their fan base <laughs> was phenomenal. Do we think they actually drank 50,000? Absolutely. Just paid? I, hey, I roomed okay. and played with Ben McDonald who went to LSU. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so for a guy that I, that taught me how to gator wrestle in big white underwear, <laughs> uh, I would never put anything past LSU fans. I, I, I just, I, what a, what an, um, I think it might be if you if you were to sit back and look at the last fifty years, maybe rank the top ten college baseball teams in history for talent, they have to be in the conversation. Going back to Skeens briefly, is it as much about the control as anything else? It's all about the control. 
right? The, the, the control is everything. The control is usually, so, and I think I've said this on the show before. I, I, there's two things. There's control and there's command. Control is the ability to throw strikes. Pretty much everybody in the big leagues has control. Command is the ability to manip- manipulate the ball inside the strike zone in four and six inch increments. That's command. That's Maddox, right? Yes. He's going in with, in my opinion, supreme control that will translate into supreme command. And with that arm, um, you know, if he gets rid of the mustache, then I think the sky's the limit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that entire LSU team, you know, the, it's yeah. like the anti-New York yep. Yankees policy yep. of clean shave. <laughs> their policy is I, you have to have a Fu Manchu. Yeah, facial hair to get yeah. yeah, I think it was a team-wide effort to make sure no one no one got drafted by the Yankees. Yeah. No, no doubt. But, hey, hats off to them. Uh, an amazing run. Uh, and Florida as well. Um, but I kind of didn't like to see the last two games be 37-7 uh, to seven yeah. in run differential. But, you know, uh, hats off to them. What a great accomplishment. So, Kurt, Rob Manfred, who needed the players' testimony to roll over on their bosses, their manager, their front office with the Astros cheating scandal, um, offered them immunity to tell everything about what was going on, and now five years later comes back in interview and says, looking back, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish yeah. I didn't take suspensions off the table completely for the players. Part of me likes the honesty that, yeah. You know, and, and the retrospect of it all with Manfred, the other part of me thinks, why are you dragging up that o- old wound now, yeah, five seemed, years later? Yeah. I, I'm going to I'm gonna go on record right now. And again, another thing, I think I've said it on the show. I was a player rep for almost 10 years. Uh, I was the player rep during the 1994 lockout when Rob was the assistant to to Bud Selig. Uh, I love Rob, Rob Manfred. I've always loved Rob. He's always been an honest, straight shooter. Uh, people don't understand or appreciate what he has to do uh, with the owners. It's like herding cats um, in that room. Um, I've always felt that he was looking out for the best interest of baseball, uh, even though some of the things he does, I disagree with in question, but uh, I don't know why he brought that up. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so paranoid now because of, of the media that I always think when somebody's creating a story, they don't need to create. I need to look where the story really is. And, and it, you know, I don't know that that's the case in baseball, but, you know, I don't know that it was this guy. I don't, well, I think very clearly he wouldn't have gotten the cooperation he got if he hadn't given immunity. Um, and here's the thing. Uh, you don't need to get uh, to, to worry about punishment. Those guys are going to those rings, the, that that series will forever be, you know, in many ways, like the bonds and A-Rod legacy. It'll never be a legacy thing because there will always be the yeah, but. And, you know, as athletes, I know uh, for me, the one thing I can't buy that I have is a legacy. And when I die, that legacy will pass on to my kids as a professional athlete. That That's a big deal to me. And I think when you look at the guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame, I think they would tell you that that that, that is the one thing they'll never be able to get. And you're talking about the greatest pitcher and, and hitter of my generation almost for the most part. Their legacies will never be what they could have been. And I, I think that that has to be painful. You know, so much of baseball to me is a feeling. Um, you can talk about sappy speeches from James Earl Jones and Field of Dreams or whatever your favorite baseball movie or moment is with your dad or all of that. But baseball in its best form is at its purest form. And it feels yeah. pure. And it feels very American. 
and we all love America. I felt that way watching Braves-Reds all weekend. Uh, I am a Braves fan, and they won two out of the three games. They were all one-run games, but, Kurt, there was something about those crowds in Cincinnati and being fed a bunch of you-know-what for the last decade and an owner who a year ago was mocking them and then watching this young team come of age and a superstar in Ellie De La Cruz hitting oh. for the cycle for the first time since Eric Davis did it in 1988. Yeah. And yeah. I felt so good about the game of baseball watching that series. There are times, and that's one of the beauties of baseball in and of itself. With hundred, Everybody plays 162 games, so there's 8 to 10 games every single day for nine months. So literally every day you see something you've never seen before. And when you're talking about a sport that's over a century old, that's that's a that's a luxury. Um, you know, Ellie De La Cruz, I mean, come on. He just turned 13 years old. He's got 50 <laughs> hits in the first two weeks of the season. He's he is he, the, the young guy. And I just blew mind mind cramped on the young shortstop for Pittsburgh that's hurt and out. The kid at six, five, six, six. Um, these are freaking insanely unique people. De La Cruz is the first player I think I've thought to myself um there's a potential mike trout uh in and bringing other weapons to the plate trout has always been very fast but this kid is uh i, I hate to say it otani fast um he's a six foot five infielder you know that that you remember when cal ripkin was a six foot four shortstop he was an anomaly and and these guys are starting to come into the big leagues and he you know he looks like he's having a whole lot of fun which is always fun to watch, but you're right. Cincinnati has gotten screwed the way Kansas city and Oakland are being screwed. Um, the way Baltimore was screwed by the, the older, the Angelo's father for a decade and baseball in great baseball towns got ruined. Cincinnati is a phenomenal baseball town. I don't know if you guys remember, but that used to be opening day every year for major league baseball was in Cincinnati. Yep. And it was, it, it was right. It was a, it was a, it was, it was, it was in your in, and you said it, it's pure. The one thing that that I think that you 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 say, and I think a lot of times we, you guys say it without realizing it is, unlike all of the other sports, for the most part, all of us have baseball in our lives as something we did. Not yeah. everybody played hockey, right? Not everybody played yeah. football or basketball, but we all play baseball, and we did it up into you know little league and the high school or whatever. But we all have those. It's it's the it's what gives the 600 pound overweight nacho eating fan in right field who played JV baseball when he was 11. In his mind, he can scream at the left fielder for not catching a ball because, oh, my God, how hard is that? You know, we it's a sport everybody in the stands can usually relate to. And that makes it different. And and I think we we it is American sport. I mean, yes, listen, popularity wise, I think the NFL is off the charts. But if, if you're going to define America by sport, it's baseball, hands down. Kurt Schilling with us here on Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. Bringing up uh, De La Cruz, we had a topic last week, Kurt, uh, about big league advantage, BLA. It's the firm that raises money, like a $27 million fund. Uh, they, they hand out cash in advance payments across the, the globe, but really it's like Dominican Republic. That's, they, they say right. they have 100 or so American baseball players as well. Ellie De, La, De La Cruz is one of these, and they own in that forever like eight percent of the contract if he hits it big for yep. giving him a certain amount of money up front as he's developing. Was this prevalent in your era? Oh God, no, no, no. This, it, this it, didn't exist in any capacity. When it did, when I played, it was cheating. 
right? Yeah. You, you had agents going to players and giving them money in college for two reasons. Number one, to tie the player to them. So you're never going to leave me because I'll throw you under the bus and, 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 and because they realized what the potential was, but no, this was, this is a completely new, and I got to tell you, pretty genius business scheme, right? Yeah. You, you have to have the people that can assess talent. Um, but this is a win-win for these people because, you know, that yeah, here, here's the other thing about capitalism that I love. They're taking all the risk. Right. They're taking all they're they're putting money into a kid's hands who may never play a day in the big leagues, who might get hurt and never play again. But if you look at the way they're doing it, they only need that. You know, they need to hit once on a with the 300, 400, 500 million dollar contracts going out. Now they need to hit once, you know, 10 percent uh, of 300 million is 30 million. Eight percent is about 25 million. Yeah, you're still doing all right. And and so uh, I think it's genius. I I think. There's definitely a, a pool of players to take, I guess, take advantage of in Latin America, because you know I don't think people understand how dirt poor uh, and third world the islands are, and the Dominican Republic is, uh, Mexico as well. I mean, these kids are, but it's also why they're coming here. The only thing that worries me is getting these kids money before they get here, because the challenge is getting off the island, right, and and getting to the United States and getting into professional baseball, and and I think. You know, where there's money and there's control, there's going to be power and corruption. And uh, I just hope Major League Baseball and the Player Association can stay on top of how that how that runs. Man, but it, genius idea. Yeah, I mean, so what? The, their first fund was 2016, 2017. For those that are watching or listening that don't know, they 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 gave 350 grand to 77 players. The the whole gimmick here, I'll call it a gimmick, is if you don't hit it big, if you don't make it to the majors, you owe them nothing. But you Nothing. get three hundred fifty thousand in cash. But if you do hit, they own eight percent of your contract. Fernando Tatis eight. Jr. owes them twenty-seven million dollars based on the contract that he signed. Right. And and De La Cruz is on his way to doing something like this too. And I bring it up because when we brought it up. It's now in college football with name, image, likeness, and transfer yeah. portal. They 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 have a guy now playing for the Eagles that was playing at Georgia last year. That also is a part of of this fund and got the money up front. I I I'm just curious where all this came about so, compared so, to when it when it was looked at and frowned upon. I don't know how if you guys have seen Nick Saban talking about this. Yes. Um. But but he's clearly and I agree with him. Um. Listen, college football. I, I'm going to guess is on a revenue perspective is bigger than the NFL. Um, or it's got to be close. It's billions and billions of dollars. Uh, and, and that money is solely generated by these athletes, period. They should be getting compensated for it in yeah. many, many ways. It's number two, but only because of the TV contracts. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but if you look at, they were, guys were paying athletes well before it was legal. Right. Yes. And, and and I think if you want to compare it to society, if you look at the drug problem in Seattle and Portland on the West Coast, prior to making drugs legal, they didn't it didn't soften the problem. It, it exacerbated it. So so in my mind, this didn't do anything other than make the cheaters not cheaters anymore and uh, opened up the wallets uh, and the colleges. I, I mean, listen, I don't know if, how many people know. Harvard has like a one, a, a multi-billion dollar endowment. Yale is the same way. A lot of the Ivy League schools, 
who, I mean, what's to stop them from, from dropping 150 million into a sports program like their football team? Yeah, I know. You know, and nothing. So it's going to be, I think it's going to create a lot of haves and have nots. I mean, you saw, what was it? Was it Texas A&M that did, got very aggressive with it? And then yep. you saw the coaches going berserk yep. over it. But I don't, here's the thing. And Nick, I think Nick Saban had it right. The problem is that these athletes are not being held to their word anymore. You can commit to a school and go to the portal four straight years. I don't know the the rules through the portal, but the portal changes everything. And you're you're you know I think that that Coach Saban one of the things that that you preach on and teach is loyalty and commitment. Now now hey listen I don't get my playing time in Alabama. All right I'm going to go to Georgia. Curtis, you know, always- I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's healthy. Always a great conversation with you. We look forward to the podcast today and Friday. Yeah, and good we'll, stuff. We'll catch up soon. And at hey, some point, I, we'll talk with way, Tanya I'm, again, all right? I'm, I'm going to have Clemens pretty soon. All right, awesome. Uh, Johnny Damon, uh, maybe Pete Rose. So some great stuff coming up. Thanks, Kurt. Kurt Schilling with us on Hot Mike. Our thanks to Kurt Schilling and John McClain for joining the show today. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow rolls on across the Outkick Network. You can find us on social or uh, in the chat on YouTube. Of course, that's live. You can join us on demand there. All the shows available. Searching out Outkick. And I uh, hope you'll subscribe while you're there. You can also find us at Outkick.com. Chat, Ryan Seacrest is going to be the new Pat Sajak of Will of Fortune. Did I see this? Correct. What job like, has Ryan Seacrest not held in entertainment? The guy that man has done everything. He works. He has. He been will named work. to replace Pat Sajak uh, on Wheel of Fortune. I think it's a home run decision. Personally, um, is he still doing everything else? I'm not sure. Is he still doing Idol and all that? I don't. I don't know. I mean, he's he's held His so many different jobs. Is insane. It really is because he has like a. Um, top 40 countdown syndicated show. I think he still does his other show as well. Plus anything else he was doing on the red carpet and everything else. It, it's a great, this almost look at like a, like a sports coaching hire for a college. This is the home run hire. I mean, if you're wheel of fortune and you land Ryan Seacrest, this is Alabama landing Nick Saban and getting him to leave the Miami dolphins, right? Home run. It was also an opportunity to go a little bit outside the box and either give someone else a shot that no one was thinking about or do something different. But, look, you can't, you can't quibble over Ryan Seacrest being the hire no. and replacing Pat Sajak. No, the, the show he did leave, I do know this, was the, the Ryan and Kelly. He yep. left that show. But he's still doing the we, – He we took see over the photo for here. Regis. Uh, yes, but yeah. he's, he's no longer doing that. But that's the only thing I know that he's he's thrown the talent on uh, based on the based on the schedule because he's still doing the the New Year's Eve show. He'll you know he's got the podcast, he's got the radio show. Um, Remember he, he's when he's producing he, many things too? I forget what he was hosting, but he did something. I feel like during COVID, either right before, or right after. Where he just looked really bad and sounded really bad. <laughs> he looked like all of us. Yeah, he looked like us during Super Bowl week. Um, but no, he, but he, he had to basically he had to make a statement. Like it was so awful. Oh, like I'm okay. Yeah, he's like I was really exhausted. 
Like I went on TV and I shouldn't have, but he was speaking in a way. It sounded like he had a stroke before he went on air at one point. And he just looked off. And I think he had to admit, I'm working too much and probably shouldn't have done this show. What is he getting paid? I feel like he was doing like a Disney sing-along or something on ABC. Sajak worked four days a month over nine months a year. So this is definitely within the realm of Seacrest's schedule. Let's say that, okay? Like the guy's not going to be overworked. He's just fitting this into some openings. Uh, 36 days of his year. That, that, that's at least the Sajak calendar. They'll I mean, make this it is, work. This is... We discussed this, Hutton, when this job came open. This is one of the best oh, gigs so good. in all of entertainment. Over if you a million can get an episode. Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune or Price is Right, a daily, successful, long-time running game show, and you can be the host, it is terrific work. It's easy, but in this and case, it pays so well. There's no like tryout. There's no debate. They just went ahead and named him, unlike what we saw with Price is Right or with Jeopardy, right? I think this one is way easier than like Jeopardy host. Oh, and wouldn't you say? Here's the other key with in terms of responsibility. Why it's a home run? Vanna White staying on with him. That's the yeah. other thing. It's gonna crush, just like I, the other. I mean, just, I thought there was a chance Vanna White would get the gig. She may not wanted it. She may want to keep doing her same role. She'll get a she'll get a raise. Yeah, <laughs> she's doing fine. I don't feel bad for Vanna White. But no. I want to I want to state that up front. Pat Sajak was making around $15 million a year, according to reports. $15 uh, million a year to work four days a month. Yeah. Now, the, the, Google would tell you that Vanna White's making around $10 million a year now. <laughs> That's great. I'm, I'm telling you. I know. We, we often overlook it. We went through best jobs in all of entertainment, sports or entertainment. Pat Sajak, Vanna White, Alex Trebek, R.I.P., those jobs, Bob Barker, who is still alive, we found out last week. 99. 99 years old. Best gigs in entertainment. And those hosts set it up for everyone else. And now when you get that job, man, it's good, good work. And very profitable. Chad, you were asking about Slam Ball recently, I think. Was I? You brought Slam Ball up. It's like some like non-football... Uh, programming, I think. It sounds ESPN. like something I'd bring up. It's yeah. back on a two-year media deal. Um, is this something you'll be watching? Because it sounds like something you at least tried to watch uh, prior. It's like me with the Ice Cube three-on-three -three basketball league. I'm not By watching anymore. By the way, that anymore, is still... I, was, I happened to be channel surfing this slam weekend. Ball, slam ball is your jam, I feel like. And the big three was on CBS on Saturday or Sunday. They had a big three. Tough to watch. Uh, some games. Very difficult to watch. Slam ball back in the day was revolutionary. I mean, the, the footage that we're watching right now, terrific. Not going to be rushing to watch too much slam ball now. I do like, though, that they – I mean, the season is like 28 days, right? I mean, this is it's a just, straight made-for-TV product. And they said – it's ESPN saying, what's our slowest time of the year for just, live sports ratings? And it is like July 18th to August – 15th and I, I the dates are a little bit but You're it's right. right around there and they're like yeah. our season will run in the dates and the window that is the so slowest all -star break until all-star break until the nfl and college football starts preseason yeah that is the worst window for live sports viewing so you know what we're gonna do we're gonna bring back slam ball in Why? that time and this sounds crazy 
But I've often said, like, the, the all-star weekend for the NBA lacks one thing, and it's the mascot dunk competition. I loved that as a kid. Yeah. Why not bring that and just implement this into slam ball? Here's the other thing I'd bring back. Why not just have the mascots do this? Hear me out on this. Instead of slam ball, and I'm crazy about this now because of the recent documentary and another one coming to Netflix, bring back American Gladiators. Well, don't don't they? Well, it came back in uh, like the late aughts. I thought they tried I want to say on NBC for a time, and that was part of it. They licensed it to NBC. (laughs) But, I mean, if you could bring back the old, the Eliminator, I think was the game, the the end of it, right? I remember. Obstacle course. Yes, yes. They have American Ninja Warrior, which is kind of Gladiators-like now. But Gladiators, where it was the average Joe against the stud athlete in Mm -hmm. these competitions. Glacier. (laughs) (laughs) Laser. Blazer. Blade. Blazer. uh, Nitro. Um, ice was the what blonde was the, woman. Was it ice? Gemini. Gemini. Yeah. I mean, obviously those people are way too old now to do it. Bring those back. Um, Bring them back. Great documentary that was on a thirty for thirty. There, there's a new one coming to Netflix. That's like a behind the scenes American Gladiator story. I'd rather watch that than Slam Ball during these slow months. Bring back an ice like character. That's what I want to see. American Gladiators was legit. I haven't oh, thought the about them in a cast. long time, though. The show. Tower. I believe the dude in the back's name was Tower. Was one of them. <laughs> Malibu. What was the guy? What, uh, yeah. I mean, it's... There's Laser. I can see Laser. Ice was very popular. There will be some... Uh, there's some issue with it. So, someone owns the rights Gemini's to it. Gemini's back left. That's why ESPN can't do it, Jeff. Someone well, owns the rights to it. the guy who has the rights to it is trying like crazy to sell it off. Like, he's trying to license it to anyone who will air it. So it's not because of a lack of availability. Like this, this dude, who is basically a grifter, you find out in the documentary, he badly wants someone to air this so he can make more money off of it. What an unbelievable parlay that was placed prior to the start of the Major League Baseball season. Uh, there is uh, someone who, who bet $1, and he has selected all of the divisional winners for the Major League Baseball season. Currently... All six of the teams he has selected are in first place in their division. The payout on a dollar sixty-two is one point one nine million. That's the potential payout if he hits on this parlay. Right now, the cash out price, if he wants to just cash out on a dollar sixty-two, is eight thousand and ninety-seven dollars seventy-three cents. Chad, at what point do you hit the cash out button? Two weeks ago? <laughs> I, I mean, quickly, I, I would take that cash out option. So, of the Instead teams, of sweating out the rest of the he year. He has the Braves winning the East. Which the was, they would have been the favorites or close to And it. they were. There I think is, the Mets may have actually been. Uh, Diamondbacks plus 4,000. That's a big in one. In the West. The Reds had to be a huge. Twins. So, Twins at plus 225. Rays at plus 375, Rangers at plus 900, and the Reds at plus 6,000. He's hitting on all of them right now. How awful is the AL Central? The Twins are like a game over 500. Well, the bet was the NL Central is not much better. How much further will this go up based on the timetable of how long you think these teams remain where they are? I mean, I, I would, the moment it got into position, 
like in June, where like even one team's in second or a game. When the out, race, when the race is actually being discussed, Hutton, I would have cashed out when it was like two thousand dollars was the cash out. I would not have made it oh. this far. This man has made it to this point. I would have cashed out three weeks ago. I, I laughed when I saw this because I I thought of you because you had the thirteen cent parlay once a couple That's years right. ago. Yeah, you just you. I think you hit on it and you ended up winning like eighty two cents or the something. The biggest bet I've ever won was Mickelson winning the PGA championship. You crushed that. Which was like a five dollar bet that paid well. But you didn't cash out that weekend. No. You waited. I put fifty dollars into my account at the time. On this. And I'm very quickly almost out of those fifty dollars, just on some really bad five dollar bets. I was uh, telling our guy Dylan, he he's the parlay Dylan, master. Yeah, Dylan Taylor's he, got it going. Man. I need a parlay. I need like a good solid Dollar parlay a day, the five or six games, whatever. The dollar sixty-two parlay is one what we should call it. Let's if just I can hit like on one guy. of those parlays over the next week, that would be good. One out of seven. That's what I need to hit. One out of seven of those parlays that Dylan supplies for us, I'll be in business. Chad, are are the poll results enough to have you taking uh, Lucy to swim class tomorrow? I'm gonna consult the family when I get home. <laughs> I'm gonna. State my case again, okay, and I will talk to my daughter and find out where her head's at right now about going back, and if she's got a somewhat positive attitude about trying, then I will go back. If she's adamant, I'm not going to do anything, um, I'm scared, whatever, probably not going to make that long round trip okay. back to these, but... I will have an update on tomorrow's show, Hutton. I, that, I guarantee. Prediction. One way or the other, if I don't go or if I go, I'll have an update. There's at least one more trip being made by Chad Withrow on behalf of Lucy Withrow for swim lessons. But again, one the, more. most one more. people are saying, you know, you got to teach the lesson and yeah. doing this. And I'm, the only person being taught a lesson is me. I'm the one that's just going to sit there the while all these little toddlers swim around the pool <laughs> Like Michael Phelps. Well, what if it's not? And my uh, daughter s- sits on the steps and plays with a rubber duck. But does she still have to do the the back float thing, or can she just do the next thing? The next thing she won't do. We get to a certain point, and she won't do anything. Uh. So it's everything after that. Here's what she'll do. The first day, she floated on her stomach and did a good job. Uh, she kicked. She did go on her back one time and kick a little bit today, and she'll go underwater. On her own, she'll blow bubbles. One more. And she'll put her head completely underwater. Just consider this as part of the family discussion. Ask Evie if she'll go with you. She'll, she I also she claims today that she doesn't know what she's being told to do. We keep asking why she's so scared. She says, I don't know what she's saying. Talking about the teacher. Very smart. Very. So, very. Uh, she's not dumb. Coherent that's for sure. response. She's definitely not dumb. She's learned well from her Am I sister. dumb if I go back? That's no. The, no, no, no. That's no. my next poll question for our audience. One more. Am I dumb by going back? Now, if we ask this tomorrow and it's the same result, then yes, you'd be dumb for going back Thursday. I think it's very easy for people just to, to click yes on that answer. Yeah, you need to go back. Teach that little girl a lesson. You're the boss. Make her learn. And I'm telling you, it ain't happening. Like she's not I, going to learn this go around. She's just, unwilling to learn. I just want to to know if I'm correct in the fathers that will come up and and thank you for removing her. I don't even know. They, I mean, we like we slinked away in a in a manner that I don't even know that they when knew, you asked if, they it, knew it, we if it would be like insulting or whatever. I'm like, no, they will actually. I think they'll throw a parade for you tomorrow around the pool. I'm not got, ruining their. I, day I get so mad. I, this is one that I'm not good at handling. 
Because I get so frustrated and mad, I just want to leave immediately. Dan Dockich and Clay Travis join us tomorrow. I hope you will as well. 3 o'clock Eastern for Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network. <laughs>